0: Well, hello, I am Matt Williamson. How's everyone on this wonderful day? Kind of gloomy here in Pittsburgh, but that's all right. Feels like fall to me. Um, I'm going to put a bow on Steelers Raiders. Big win. Um, Always go over snap counts. I want to talk about the defensive snap counts. Pretty much handled the offense yesterday. There was a possible 72 different plays. Or, you know, plays run that the defense was out there. I liked how they distributed the big men, but my guy Benton needs to start playing more. And here's how the snap counts went for that. Out of 72 plays, Ogunjobi was out there, 49. And I'm starting to lean towards the more he plays, the quicker he wears down. You know, we know that he's always fighting injuries of some sort. And I think later in the game, he's just not as effective as early. Um Adams who's played quite well. I mean, his hustle stands out to me. Is he a superstar? No, but he played 47 plays. I mean, he's right behind Ogan Joby. So, he's been a pretty good contributor here. I I you know, when camp broke or when the, you know, after the draft, I thought eh, Adams' times here's probably on borrowed time, but he's better than that. I mean, he needs to play and he's a useful player. I don't know what to think of Leal. He's played. He played 33 snaps. Yes, he can be disruptive, but boy, he vanishes a lot. Um, he get pushed around a little bit too. So I'm the jury's still out, which you know isn't unusual for someone that's inexperienced as he is. Benton only playing 21. Uh, maybe there's more to that. You know, are they just easing him in? Does he not? Handle a huge snap share yet at his age, but I would like to see him. I know he's not a starter. You know, I mean, per se, I put that in quotes, you know, in their 3-4. It is Ogan, Joby, Adams, and Liao. I'd like to see Benton be around 38, though, you know, 30 at least, you know. But he's a 21. Watts has 18 snaps in this game. He's fine. I mean, he's your Chris Wormley type, you know. He's, he's fine. I mean, he's okay out there. And then Loudermilk, only eight. I think the writing's on the wall, and I've been saying this for a while, that Loudermilk gets less and less, it seems like, every week. And I think he's a problem. All right, let's go to the edge guys. And, again, I liked how they did this. Going into this game, Golden and Herbig played about 20% of the snaps you know, each, almost identical. Um, but uh, the 72, Watt was out there, 59. It's a pretty good number for him because, you know, he'll take himself out and they save him a little bit. Highsmith was right behind him at 52. Golden outsnapped Herbig in this one, 20 to 13. I don't think there was any major reason why. Um, he's probably a little better at this stage. I mean, he's certainly more experienced. He had a good game. Valuable. I mean, that's a good four right there. Watt, Highsmith, Golden, Herbig. I mean, that's that's a good good situation. So the off the ball linebackers. Holcomb played fifty three snaps. I, mean, he, I I thought he might be closer to hundred percent at this stage, but not quite. You know, it's a rotation going. This was a big Alexander over Roberts game. Alexander played forty seven. Roberts only played seventeen. And then I mentioned yesterday. They got Robinson involved. He was out there for four snaps. Well, maybe they're just baby stepping him into it. You know, see if he can handle defensive snaps in any way, shape, or form. You know, and I, I also think in this one that the game plan for him was just go sick the run game. You know, I mean, it was only four snaps. Who really knows? Um, of the safeties, Minka never left the field. He was the only defensive player that played every snap. KZ played fifty three of seventy two. Neal played 41 of 72. So obviously you saw a lot of big nickel with Minka playing 72, KZ 53, Neal 41. I'm fine with that. I just don't know if Neal's a difference maker, but he's been a solid player. Killebrew was out there for one. So the corners, Peterson played 71 of 72. I guess that's fine considering how they're structured at this moment, but... You'd love to see him be a two-thirds snap guy. You know, Wallace was almost out there for all as well, 67 out of 72. But Porter played 27 snaps in this game, you know, and compared to 18 for Sullivan. So, I think that's starting to shape out a little bit more too. Porter's getting more and more every week, which I know that's what you guys want. And, hey, I don't blame you. I mean, he's a a very intriguing prospect. Um, I have some more notes to put a bow on this whole game and then – We'll dig into Houston. I've been digging into Houston heavy. They're pretty interesting for a young team. All right, I'll be back in a moment. So, just a couple things. I love Connor Hayward. I always say good things about him. However, to this point, to late September, three games in, I think it's safe to say he has not translated his training camp and preseason to regular season production yet. You know, it's just a step up. Of course, it's a huge step up. Does that mean he stinks? He shouldn't be out there? Of course not. But it just hasn't translated as a route runner, quickness, blocker, et cetera, et cetera. You know, I'm fine on special teams, but I thought he'd influence the offense a little more. I'm not overly worried, but I wanted to put that out there. Um talked about Ogan Joby and Louder Milk in the beginning of the podcast and Ogunjobi was noticeably less effective than he was two weeks ago. And and I think inconsistency is going to be a deal with him as well as stamina and durability with his injuries. And then Loudermilk, he just might be bad. I mean, like, I'm always tough on Gunner as the the last guy on the roster. Uh, Loudermilk's making a play for least valuable stealer to me. Um, really good day by the Steelers guards, you know, in conjunction with Mason Cole, of course. But I thought the guards had the day you'd expect from those two. You know, I mean, they're nice free agent additions, good players. They've had good careers, getting them out in space or or in tight quarters, protection. Overall, I thought the starting guards had a nice day. Friar had a real nice day. Um as he always does when used, I understand that he had that chest injury and maybe that had something to do with you know the lack of usage there for a stint. I'd still like to see more, but he had a quality outing in this one as well. Talked about Benton a little bit at the beginning of the podcast. His pass rush in particular is pretty darn good. I mean, he has more than just a bull, but he can certainly bully people. And I thought he played quite well. Keep giving him more. Keep giving him more. Um, Roberts didn't play a lot of snaps, but they were effective when he did. This is his type of game, getting downhill, blowing up Jacobs. Good blitzer as well. I know Patrick Peterson isn't what he used to be. And I know some people out there think he's shot. I think he's gotten by. I mean, with Guile and, I mean, he still moves okay. I mean, he's not slow, slow. And... Mark Robinson, again, he was out there a little, but he splashes when he's out there. Um, This is a little goofy. You know, it's it's not even October yet. But before Monday, this, this is a number we pulled out before last night's Monday Night Football games. But the only team that would have mattered is the Bengals who won. And that now they are one and two. So. Before Monday Football, the Steelers' playoff chances increased by 11% by, after beating Vegas. It's now up to 40% chance that they make the playoffs. 40% chance, you know, pretty good. Um, and then I got some nerdy stats from the Raider game here. So EPA per play. If we're just going to top break it down into EPA per play, the Steelers were in the 53rd percentile. So. is slightly below average, 51% slightly above average for the league. So they were a little below average in EPA per play. But the Raiders were 24th percentile. So like in the bottom quarter of the league in terms of EPA per play. What are the other ones I want to get here? Uh, Negative play rate for the, the Raiders. 17.6% 17.6% of their offensive plays were a negative play rate. They were in the fourth percentile of the entire league in terms of bad plays. You know, obviously, Steelers has something to do with that. Um, QB EPA for this one. Kenny came in at a 105 now, that's adding up every snap. It's not EPA per snap. I don't try to try not to screw you up with this stuff. So what that means is for the entire game, Pickett added 10.5 expected points, you know, per, for the whole game, whereas Garoppolo was minus 5.9. So much bigger discrepancy than you might think with by the numbers, by the advanced metrics than you might have guessed on first blush. And I think that's it. Those are the ones that really stood out as extreme outliers for, you know, this particular game. I got lots and lots of Texans stuff for you guys. And I think that's going to be a fun game. Do not take the Texans for granted, but I do think there's a lot to exploit there. CJ Stroud's playing really well. They're starting to build something in Houston, so we'll get to that tomorrow. Over and out, take care.